Biden administration has been recently saying that, uh, you know, you just have to trust us and uh, we'll come up with the evidence eventually or trust us on this or take this for granted or whatever. It's not just them. It's typical of most administrations in the past, whether they be Bush, Trump, Carter, Clinton, Reagan, uh, whoever. It's very common for officials sitting at the podium to come out and make statements. The latest one, it seems, uh, according to uh, some uh, congressional leaders, has been, of course, uh, Jen Paskey, the uh, White House press secretary. Uh, she came out and said that, you know, the figures at the border show a constant decline in the number of people illegally entering the United States. Bull poopy. Bull poopy. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they say down in Texas. That bull poopy. Well, actually, they say it with a little stronger emphasis. But, you know, uh, those Southern boys, they like to say it with a drawl when they're talking to a, a, a lady or, or someone in a skirt, whether they... Uh, have nothing down there or have something down there. Uh, but getting back to it, yes, they're basically saying Jen Paskey lied. That, you know, the problem at the border is far from over. The, the million and a quarter illegal entrants into the United States, these are people who have total disregard for our laws, our legal process, have insulted every immigrant who has come to the United States and followed the legal process, who've signed the paperwork, who've gone through the whole thing. My parents are children of refugees who came to the United States, came in as refugees, followed the legal process, got their citizenship, claimed their kids, and eventually their grandchildren my kids, my brothers and my sister's kids uh, are all, you know, uh, born as U.S. citizens. So that is a totally different, you know, that is the progression. That is the process. That was what we follow. If millions of people around the world have followed that process to build this great nation from nothing, now why shouldn't these people be made to just follow the process? It's simple. The Democrats want to use them in elections, whether as voters or as eventual voters or as people who can campaign or as people they can gain campaign contributions from. Because if they suddenly have temporary protected status or legal status in the United States, guess what? They can donate. They can be milked. They can get protection money. Hey, you want to stay in the country, baby? You better give something. You know. Hey, what do you think? What do you think? These are people who come from countries where, where you better pay the piper in order to be able to do what you want to do. Go around many of the immigrant communities here in New York City. You know, you could just walk a, a few uh, 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 minutes from where I am, and you will see tables along the streets, vendors all over the place. And in an era of COVID, when everything's supposed to be locked and tumbled and people are supposed to be distanced and everything, walk along Roosevelt Avenue in Queens. Just go down the street. Look at the vendors. It's an endless line of vendors. Always near the subway stations. All of which, and the vast majority of which, are no longer policed. They're selling products that, hey, you know, it could have come from Cousin Vinny over there or maybe Vito, you know. <laughs> yeah. So Jeb Baskey, according to 
according to Chip Roy, the gentleman from the state of Texas, you lied. Here's what he said yesterday on the House floor. Often say to me, but what would you cut? What would you cut? Well, you know what I would cut from the state and foreign ops budget? Money going to the UN to, to, to pay for people to come to our country and cross our border illegally. How about cutting that? Sir. Well, I would agree with my friend from Pennsylvania. I appreciate you having this time on the floor, and I appreciate my colleagues from coming down. State of Texas on the front lines under siege. The communities that I represent dealing with the scourge of open borders, the dangers that are provided by cartels and the illegal elements that come across the border on a daily basis, and this body does nothing about it. This week, we're going to entertain legislation that will do nothing to combat China, nothing to stop China from continuing to run rampant around this world, violating human rights, undermining our national security. And we're going to put together a nonsense bill that's a Green New Deal agenda, uh, you know, pacify and appease China bill. When we should be saying what the woman from Texas said to the coach of the Miracle on Ice hockey team, beat those commie bastards. That's what we ought to be saying. That's what we ought to be doing. But no, no, no. Here we sit doing nothing. But you know what we are doing is we're sleeping while our border's wide open. But worse than that, the Biden administration and Secretary Mayorkas are taking purposeful steps, purposeful steps to open our border, disregard the law, and to fail to faithfully execute the laws of the United States. And our country is in danger. And Americans are dying. Americans are dying specifically because of the actions of the Secretary of Homeland Security. That's what's actually occurring. We have fence rusting in fields in Texas. We have contracts that aren't being paid. In fact, we're paying people not to work, not to build the fences. We're not using migrant protection protocols. We're not using Title 42. We're releasing people into the United States against federal law. And we're not doing anything to actually secure the border. And therefore, the Secretary of Homeland Security should be impeached for it. I'll make one final point. Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, stood at the podium and laughed and laughed about our commentary about this borders being open and our streets being unsafe. And she lied. She lied about Border Patrol agents whipping migrants. It was purposeful, and it was done to divide our nation by race, the same kind of division that has the President of the United States choosing the race and the sex of the Supreme Court justice, the same man who blocked Janice Rogers Brown, blocked a black woman Supreme Court justice, blocked an Hispanic Miguel Estrada because he's Hispanic, because he's not the right kind of Hispanic. That's the truth. That's the truth of a president and an administration that wants to divide our country by race. They want to lie about our Border Patrol agents, and they don't want to do a dang thing about it. I yield back to my friend from Pennsylvania. If you'll join me in a colloquy in the remaining two minutes, my good friend from Texas, Mr. Roy, sent a letter asking for the report, didn't we, on this, uh, these Border Patrol agents that had been suspended for allegedly whipping these Haitian illegal crossers and it, of course, it never happened. Even the reporter, the photographer that took the picture said that it never happened. The only thing that was abused or whipped was the truth and the reputation of our fine Border Patrol agents. Where does that stand right now? Well, I'm glad the gentleman from Pennsylvania asked the question. It stands nowhere. They're not giving us any uh, report. They said it would be a couple of weeks away. And I can tell you why. Because the report will demonstrate there was no whipping. It was a lie. 
and they owe an apology to those Border Patrol agents who are being abused on the front lines, having gunfire shot at them, dealing with COVID. No apology. No apology. What about to the American people for lying to the American people and creating this division? Didn't our chief executive run and say that he was going to unite the country? Didn't he say that? He was going to unite the country. Isn't this an opportunity? Release the report. Look, none of us are perfect. We'll all fall short. I think we can agree. That's Amen. one thing we can agree on. Amen. When, when you fall short, is there something wrong with apologizing for your failures? Is no. there something that and the president help? should apologize for that, and the president should apologize to every parent of a dead American kid who takes Xanax and dies with it laced with fentanyl because we have open borders, and the secretary knows it. And the secretary knows it. And the secretary just went to the border, right? Got off the border patrol. And, and the what did they tell him? And the border patrol was saying, what are we doing? We're doing nothing. And that's what the border patrol is saying. But my colleagues on the other side of the aisle wouldn't know that because we never have hearings inviting the people on the front lines to talk and actually hold the secretary accountable. Well, I thank my colleagues from the Freedom Caucus for coming and talking about what's happening on the border. I know that the left and the majority party in this House refused to do it. Certainly the president refuses to do it, but we don't refuse to do it. We're going to do it because our country's in peril, our families are in peril, our community's in peril, and somebody's got to say something and do something about it. Madam Speaker. So, you know, that, of course, uh, is, is part of congressional uh, debate. And what is really kind of sad there when you, when you see this is uh, it used to be, it used to be that the uh, congressional floor used to have a quorum. You'd see at least some members of Congress sitting at their desks, you know, uh, on the floor, a certain number. Well, they made it in such a way that, you know, well, you know, the congressmen, so long as they're in the building. And then now because of the internet, because of COVID and because of whatever, they're allowed to be anywhere within their district. So they could be wherever, you know. Hey, uh, take, for example, uh, what's her face? Uh, you know, the, 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 the lady with the plastic boobs. Uh, what's that name? AOC. Yeah. You know, uh, all about cellulite. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, uh, <laughs> angry over cellulite. That's that's what, that's what somebody joke, jokes about AOC. But but you know, her basic goal, the congresswoman of my district, who absolutely does nothing, practically nothing, for people who are in her own community. I'm talking about taxi drivers. Uh, you know, who 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 drive uh, these medical taxis. Uh, they're they're called TCL drivers. They're the livery car drivers. Uh, many of them are from where her abuela is from in Puerto Rico, and they're coming out and they call her out. Uh, Raul uh, is is uh, you know one of them. Raul Diaz. He's been calling her out and and talking about this. Uh, goes on the radio stations and and just says you know you know what he tries to meet with his congresswoman to try to get some assistance for these drivers so that they can shift to electric cars be more environment friendly and do other things what do they do nothing why because they're not the right color you know they they want other groups to come in and take over uh the uh, tcl taxi board who happen to be uh mostly from west africa mostly uh illegal aliens mostly don't know how to friggin drive and that's who they want to take over uh these places rather than than uh you know uh second third generation or even fourth generation new yorkers who've lived here their whole lives and this is one of the issues that have been coming out and they're saying okay you know they're willing to follow that green new deal process there are companies out there that are willing to convert these big 
uh, Lincoln Town cars and and uh, even even minivans to full or nearly full electric so that they can meet up with the standards. You know why? Because when they shift to these other electric vehicles that are being offered, their passengers don't like them. Guess why? Because a lot of the people who live in other places, the barrios and whatnot, uh, they're a little bit wide-sided, shall we say. And for them, it's not that easy to get into these smaller vehicles. So, you know, as we look at this topic, as uh, we, we, we see it, uh, you, you've got to look at the situation that, that is on the border. You've got to look at the situation as things happen. And you've got to see uh, what is exactly going on. I'm Mike of New York. And this is just part one of our daily podcast as we hit our 13-minute opening number. 13 again! President is meeting, of course, uh, or met a little while ago with uh, the German uh, Chancellor, well, who is uh, in uh, Washington, D.C. We are going to take you to an excerpt from the uh, uh, press conference the uh, President is having with members of the White House Press Corps. And, of course, the uh, German Chancellor, well, he is visiting there in Washington, D.C. And uh, as they uh, sit down, the question was asked about when Putin is going to invade Ukraine and what Americans who are in Ukraine should do. Does this include his son Hunter and uh, brother and uh, all those other people who are Americans who happen to be in Ukraine? Well, we'll find out. Uh, this is what uh, uh, FJB, uh, you know, uh, Joe Biden has to say about the Ukraine and Americans living there. Basically, you're FJ. Mm-hmm had discussions, numerous discussions with, uh, uh, with, uh, yeah, he, he's still trying it's Putin, 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 Putin is the president of Russia, dude. Russians and particularly with Putin. I don't know that he's even made it. I don't know that he knows what he's going to do. Okay. So he doesn't know that Putin knows that he knows what. And, uh, I think he has to realize that it would be a, gigantic mistake for him to move on Ukraine. The impact on Europe and the rest of the world would be devastating. And he would pay a heavy price. I have been very, very straightforward and blunt with President Putin, both on the phone and in person. We will impose the most severe sanctions that have ever been imposed, economic sanctions. And there will be a lot to pay for that down the road. It will affect others as well. It will affect us somewhat. It will affect Europeans, but it will have profound impact on his economy. And uh, I, uh, I, but I don't know. I know that he's in a position now to be able to invade, almost uh, assuming that uh, um, the, uh, the ground is frozen above Kiev. Uh, he has the capacity to do that. What he's going to do, I don't know. And uh, I don't think anybody knows but him. The Americans who are currently in Ukraine should they leave the country? I think it'd be wise to leave the country. Uh, not, I don't mean our. I don't mean I'm not talking about our diplomatic corps. I'm talking about Americans who are there. So basically, that's it. If you're an American, you're in Ukraine. You're <laughs> leave. Get out of there. That's basically what 
the President of the United States is saying. Madam President, uh, if you have any memory of the Soviet Union, you can remember that when Moscow was in its ascendancy in that region of the world, their plan included a revision of history. They rewrote chapters of history to make themselves look stronger and better and smarter and more powerful than they ever were. So we're jumping to the uh, United States Congress. This is Richard Durbin, and uh, he's the majority whip. Yeah, he's the whip. He's the guy who whips him in line and uh, whips him all along. And basically, uh, what Durbin is angry about is the Democrats are angry that the Republican Party is censuring two of their Congress persons, Kassinger and uh, oh, the lip lady, lip, 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 lips uh, Liz Cheney. Um, who is uh, basically he's the whip, she's the she's the lip, uh, and 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 what uh, Lips Cheney is has been up to has been basically going out there and just you know she's more critical of her own party, its leadership and and actions than basically someone who should be in another party. So, you know, why she's just not leaving and going somewhere else, it's a big question. So she was censured by the Republican Party. Now, Richard Durbin is standing up in a moment of privilege and basically coming forward and saying, you know what? These Republicans have no right to censure one of their own members. <laughs> Let's listen in. So five or six people who were deceased as a result of that mob action was somehow legitimate political discourse. Uh, there was one. There was one who was killed, and the other four uh, were people who happened to pass away within a certain amount of time of other, you know, other health conditions. But you know, hey, the the the, the truth has a way of getting in the way of uh, Nick Durbin's uh, sentiment sometimes. That's what he has to say. We're not respectful of the police. I would certainly add the Salt Lake City Republican National Meeting, where the attack on our police was characterized as legitimate political discourse. And so, you know, this is a, a Democrat saying that attacks on police are legitimate political discourse. Yeah, that's Nick Durbin. Incitement to violence, legitimate political discourse. Yeah. Okay home state of the Republican leader. And they talked about the devastating toll on their emotions and even their physique when it came to the deaths that they have to witness every day. They're beaten down, these nurses. They say that some 25%, if I remember correctly, have already resigned and said they couldn't take it anymore. And to think how many of they to die if you're unvaccinated. Data from the CDC, unvaccinated individuals are 97 Republican member of Congress, all Democrats, all the way, broke the grip of the pandemic on our economy. We were able to get shots in the worms, help small businesses stay afloat, and rush emergency assistance. So, you know, the, the, the goal of Durbin here is, is basically, you know, he gets a huge amount of donations from uh, Big Pharma. And, uh, you know, he's out there because Liz Cheney is one of uh, Big Pharma's biggest uh, getters also. I mean, just like her dad before her. She's part of that big, you know, neocon corporate entity empire. 
basically uh, runs a lot of Washington, D.C. and what you're seeing out there. And, uh, you know, he basically is, uh, you know, being upset that they lost uh, two members uh, of, uh, of the Republican Party that they could count on to always take up the Democrat position. There is a reason they're called rhinos, Dick Durbin. I mean, at least Dick Durbin is a Republican. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> at least Dick Durbin is a Democrat. You know, the fact that he's criticizing the Republican Party for partisan political actions within the party on the House floor. Now, this is, this is you know, you, you wonder what exactly uh, is it all for? Um, you know, you, you try and figure it out. But hey, that's that's just the whole thing. And uh, meanwhile, let's listen to the uh, situation where the Republicans are talking about things right now. And this is uh, not objection. Uh, you know the uh, censorship. Meanwhile, of Hollywood. Uh, to satisfy China. And, uh, of course, this is uh, Senator Mitch McConnell. He has a very valid point. Of course, Americans are rooting hard for our outstanding Team USA athletes. But this year's setting has also trained spotlights worldwide on the abuse and repression the CCP inflicts on its own people and inspires to inflict on much of the world. Unfortunately, this has also occasioned some instances of jaw-dropping tone deafness and gullibility from American voices. I noted on this floor several years ago that as China's modernized its economy, too many wealthy and powerful American actors have seemed willing to help whitewash the CCP's many abuses, or at least turn a blind eye. Hollywood self-censoring our own American films to satisfy President Xi and his cronies is just one example. Well, last week, one American broadcaster seemed to uncritically amplify the CCP's propaganda goals when they included a member of the oppressed Uyghur minority in the opening ceremonies. This broadcaster called the CCP's obvious propaganda stunt an in-your-face response to those Western nations including the U.S., who have called this Chinese treatment of that group genocide. President Xi couldn't have scripted it better. Also last week, a faculty member at a Big Ten university went on TV and compared China's secret police to American police officers and China's tyranny to America's voting laws. Here was the quote, who are we? to criticize China's human rights record when we have ongoing attacks by the agents of the state against unarmed citizens. And we've got assaults on the voting rights of people of color in various states in this country. Really, beyond absurd. The truth is the CCP has turned Xinjiang province into a giant oppression factory where they enslave, sterilize, and commit genocide against the Muslim minority. The truth is the CCP has systematically worn down human rights and democracy in Hong Kong 
and jailed Hong Kongers for speaking up. The truth is the CCP is an aggressive, irresponsible presence in the Pacific region and well beyond. And that's Mitch McConnell. We'll go back to Mitch and more of this speech. In fact, we'll probably do a little feature on it and how exactly all of this is coming out right now, as, of course, China is holding its winter games and how this is all taking off. I'm Mike of New York, and that is our next 11-11. <laughs> we'll be back with more soon.